Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Search and rescue efforts continue in Florida in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. How are residents doing and what challenges are they facing right now? Joining us today is Florida Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart. Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart, thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you, sir. Congressman, the aftermath of uh, the hurricane is setting in as the death toll uh, continues to climb. Uh, you represent much of southwestern Miami-Dade County. What's the situation like there? Miami-Dade County didn't get hit uh, very hard. I also represent uh, parts of Collier County, and there it's, uh, it gets progressively worse. There are some parts, particularly on the coast, uh, in the district that I represent, areas like Everglade City, Chokolovsky, Plantation Island, they got hit, you know, that were basically businesses and homes underwater unless they were extremely elevated. But I will tell you, in, for example, the district that Byron Donalds represents, uh, that was hit just incredibly hard. And that's where you're seeing a lot of the death toll go up and, and some of the, the strongest damage uh, in the entire country. So I'm trying to get an idea. Uh, what stage would you say things are at? You mentioned Congressman Donald's uh, being in a hard hit area. Is it still search and rescue or is it rebuilding? No, it's it's still search and rescue. And unfortunately, the, the death toll goes up. You know, last numbers I've heard is 103 uh, confirmed dead, uh, 99 of those in Florida. By the way, 55, 54 of those are just in Lee County alone. And so I think, unfortunately, that, may, that, may, that number may creep up a little bit more. We're also seeing some amazing acts of heroism. Um, 42,000 linemen are now currently in the state of Florida responding to uh, folks that don't have power. They've restored power to more than 1.8 million people across the state. Um, and then you have volunteers and religious groups, individuals, organizations that are out there. Look, there's this group called uh, Global Empowerment Mission that's headquartered in my district that have been sending truckload after truckload of food, of water. The, the uh, uh, general counsel, uh, Consul General, I should say, of Israel. He himself took stuff over uh, to uh, to Collier and Lee County. So you're seeing these acts of generosity, uh, which which is awe-inspiring. But unfortunately, you're also seeing a few people that have gone out there to try to loot. But the governor's been very clear: if you loot in this state, you are going to get hit with the full force of the law. You mentioned the humanitarian effort, and um, you know the great people that are supporting people in Florida right now. With that said, when it gets to the rebuilding stage, uh, sometimes price gouging becomes a concern. Should other honest contractors from neighboring states make their way over to uh, some of these hardest hit areas to help? Yeah, I mean, this is, again, we're, they're, they're still in the, in, the, in the search and rescue mode, but, but and obviously in some areas they, they are clearing up and cleaning up. Um, there's gonna be a lot of assistance, a lot of need uh, for, for folks in Southwest Florida. I think, unfortunately, for quite a long time. There are communities that are just wiped off the map, literally. There are people that not, have only, not only have they lost their homes, they've actually lost the land where the home used to sit on. And so again, there's gonna be a lot of need. Uh, Florida has been really, really good over the years because we have experience dealing with price gouging, dealing with uh, uh, folks who wanna come here to do bad things. Um, but yeah, we are gonna need help. And I think, by the way, Steve, that we'll probably need uh, or to uh, supplemental appropriation bills as time goes by. This is gonna be a long, expensive, arduous process. And if I may, that's why it infuriates me when we waste money in Washington on a lot of different things, including, by the way, 
on feel-good issues dealing with global warming that will do nothing to help the environment when mitigation is the thing that we should be looking at, you know, strengthening homes, elevating homes, elevating bridges and roads. That works. It costs a fraction of the money we are wasting in the federal government right now. Congressman, just uh, switching gears a little bit here, uh, 30 Hispanic candidates are on the ballot this year for House races across the country. This has actually set a new record for Republicans. What kind of message is your party sending uh, to Hispanic voters? You know, the message is very simply, can we afford, can the American people afford another two years of the policy that is destroying this country, that has created record inflation, interest rates uh, keep going up. Uh, there's not only food scar scarcity, scarcity, but there's also the fact that people can't afford food. Uh, working class, you know, middle class Americans are really struggling. So can we afford this? Uh, what this party getting, doing what they wanted to do, can we afford more of this? And so what you're seeing is the American people rejecting the socialist policies that are destroying this country, like they've destroyed every single country or the state of, of California, where these sorts of uh, these sorts of policies have been implemented. Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart, thank you so much. Good to see you, sir. There are fewer places to pick up a paycheck in the United States. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics today reported there were 10.1 million job openings last month. That's down more than a million available positions compared to July, and the lowest it's been since June of 2021. The most recent job openings and labor turnover survey known as JOLTS says there are nearly 1.7 vacancies for every person who is searching for a job. That's also down slightly from July. Analysts say the lean labor market could decrease wages and curb inflation. And joining us to discuss the state of the U.S. economy and the role the Fed will play in handling the current recession, we have Thomas Hogan from the American Institute for Economic Research. Thomas Hogan, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be on. Thomas, uh, is the Fed doing everything possible, in your opinion, to combat inflation? And what actions should the Fed uh, take going forward to keep inflation under control? Yeah, you know, the Fed was really uh, behind the curve this whole time. A year ago, they were saying that inflation had nothing to do with their policies and monetary policy, and it was all supply side. And over the course of the year, we saw over and over that that was not true, that inflation was persistent, not transitory as they had claimed. Um, and it was affecting all sectors of the economy, not just a few particular sectors. And so it really seems to be a monetary issue. And it took the Fed a long time to decide to finally start raising interest rates. And even when they did, um, it wasn't until March of this year, they raised a little bit and they raised a little bit again in May. And then finally in June and July, they started raising um, by larger increments. Um, and so now they've finally started doing something that could could really address the problem of inflation, but it's just way too late now that it's becoming a persistent problem. With all that said, do you believe the central bank can achieve a soft landing? And, and what is your economic uh, outlook and forecast for 2023? Yeah, you know, I think it's still possible. Um, the The job market continues to be very strong. And so even though we were in a technical recession in the first half of the year, it seems like consumer spending and, and job growth is still very good. And so I think it, it is still possible. 
um, that the Fed uh, can continue raising interest rates and bring down inflation without causing a major recession. That being said, the most recent data makes me really question that. I mean, we start to see uh, consumer expectations of inflation increasing. We start to see a bigger probability of a recession in the, in the coming year. Um, and so they're, they're really cutting it close here. Uh, they're trying to get inflation down, and it's possible that they can still do that without creating a recession. But, you know, it's it's becoming more of a risk. So, Thomas, I I know it's complicated. Uh, the tone and tenor of Fed Chair Powell's last announcement uh, to hike interest rates, uh, it seemed a bit ominous. Um, is the Fed out of tricks? And if so, what what does that mean? So, you know, it, it is a little bit strange because the uh, Fed officials, and especially Fed Chair Jerome Powell, have been sounding a little bit more pessimistic. Uh, Jerome Powell gave a talk at the Jackson Hole conference a few months ago where he came out and said, you know, the Fed is very serious about inflation. We're going to do everything that we need to. Um, but the thing is, that's the same thing that he's been saying for about a year. Uh, and yet the, the Fed's policies have failed to show that they were really taking it seriously. And so I, I was a little bit surprised that um, people thought there was a big change in Fed tone and policy from the recent comments. Um, but to me, it's basically the same thing that they've been saying for more than a year. And it took them a long time to really start in taking inflation seriously and acting on those words. Um, and so I, I don't actually think that their policy is much different, even though they now seem to be taking inflation seriously. They now seem to be raising interest rates. Um, I think they are paying attention, um, but I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a terrible prospect uh, for the future that they've really become a lot more hawkish than they were before. Thomas Hogan, really appreciate your perspective. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks a lot. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.